I am Thomas Solomon, and you are listening to the VO2 Podcast. Vitamin D primarily regulates calcium metabolism and bone health. If your habitual diet is deficient in foods containing vitamin D, or you lack daily, year-round exposure to sunlight, you are at risk of a vitamin D deficiency, and a vitamin D supplement may be advised under guidance from your doctor. If you have a vitamin D deficiency, and or are of older age, and combining supplementation with strength training, daily vitamin D supplementation is likely to help increase and restore muscle strength. If you don't have a vitamin D deficiency, supplementing with vitamin D is highly unlikely to boost your performance or recovery. But don't stop there. Keep listening to hear more, understand the nuances and fully educate yourself. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin that primarily regulates calcium and phosphate and magnesium metabolism to facilitate bone growth and maintain bone health. Vitamin D deficiency causes bone irregularities, which, in the extreme, can cause rickets, impaired bone growth, in children, and osteomalacia, soft bones and weak muscles, and osteoporosis, low bone density and fractures in adults. Our skin cells can synthesize cholecalciferol, aka vitamin D3, when our skin is exposed to sunlight, or UVB radiation. But we also obtain vitamin D3 in our diet from foods like egg yolks, liver, oily fish, that is salmon, mackerel, sardines, etc., and cod liver oil, as well as from foods that have been fortified with vitamin D3, like some breakfast cereals and milk. But vitamin D synthesis and metabolism are super complex and confusing. When synthesized in the skin or eaten, cholecalciferol, vitamin D3, travels in the blood to the liver, where it is hydroxylated to produce a pro-hormone called calcifidiol, aka 25-hydroxyvitamin D, or 25-OHD. This then leaves the liver and travels in the blood to your kidneys, where it is further hydroxylated to produce the active hormonal form of vitamin D, 1,25-OH2-D. This is released by the kidney into the blood and then acts like a hormone, binding to vitamin D receptors on various tissues in the body to cause its effects. Furthermore, the active hormonal form of vitamin D is also produced in some immune cells, where it plays a role in innate immunity. Phew! The prevalence of vitamin D deficiency is widely studied, and likely due to poor dietary habits and low exposure to direct sunlight is actually pretty high. About 20% in Australia, around 68% across five Southeast Asian countries, around 40% in the USA, 34% in Scotland, and around 18% across Africa, etc. But it is important to note that prevalence estimates massively vary by season. 
due to the high prevalence of vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D is commonly prescribed as a dietary supplement to bring bodily levels of cholecalciferol, aka vitamin D3, back up to normal. However, vitamin D supplements are also freely available over the counter, which creates a problem because vitamin D is fat soluble and therefore is stored in the body and can be toxic when supplemented in high amounts. Interestingly, the 2013 N. Haynes National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey found that 18% of American adults exceeded 1,000 international units of supplemental vitamin D per day, which is more than twice the US recommended daily amount, and that 3% of the population took more than 4,000 international units per day, which exceeds the upper tolerable upper limit and therefore increases the risk of adverse effects. The 1999 NHANES survey found that just 0.3% and 0.1% of the population exceeded 1,000 or 4,000 international units daily, indicating that intentional and excessive vitamin D supplementation has increased dramatically. Vitamin D has many physiological roles and is essential for maintaining health. Systematic reviews and meta-analyses have examined the association of blood concentrations of the vitamin D prohormone calcifidiol, or 25-OHD, with various health outcomes. Low levels is associated with higher all-cause and cardiovascular disease-related risk of dying, aka mortality and a greater risk of severe infections, cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, gestational diabetes, and dementia. But associations do not prove that low vitamin D is causal in disease, nor do they prove that vitamin D supplementation will prevent or treat disease. Fortunately, systematic reviews and meta-analyses have determined the effect of vitamin D supplementation on disease. Vitamin D supplementation doesn't lower the risk of death from any cause, aka all-cause mortality, in the general population, nor does it lower the risk of cardiovascular disease or cardiovascular endpoints, such as heart attack, stroke, or dying of cardiovascular disease. But vitamin D supplementation might lower cancer-related risk of death, all-cause mortality in elderly folks, risk of diabetes in folks with pre-diabetes, and it may help improve blood glucose control in patients with type 2 diabetes. Please note that at this time the effect of vitamin D supplementation on cognitive decline in dementia has not been systematically reviewed. To summarise the above, vitamin D deficiency is associated with disease risk and supplementation might reduce the risk for some conditions. But importantly, several of the meta-analyses found that the effects of vitamin D supplementation were only or most pronounced in folks who had vitamin D deficiency, i.e. supplementation was simply bringing vitamin D back up to healthy levels. Vitamin D has become a very popular dietary supplement 
and supplementation can be necessary for people who have a vitamin D deficiency, caused by either a lack of daily sunlight, a dietary lack of food containing vitamin D, or an irregularity of vitamin D metabolism. As of 2020, Public Health England, the health authority in the cloudy and sunlight-deficient UK, now recommends that all people who don't obtain sufficient vitamin D in their diet should take a vitamin D supplement in the autumn and winter months, when sunlight is non-existent. If you suspect you have a vitamin D deficiency, consult your doctor, who can assess your vitamin D status by ordering a blood test for 25-OHD, 25-hydroxyvitamin D. A plasma concentration of less than 30 nanograms per mil indicates deficiency, and your doctor may prescribe you a vitamin D supplement based on your results. Since vitamin D receptors and vitamin D-related metabolites have been discovered in skeletal muscle, and given that vitamin D regulates calcium metabolism, and calcium is essential for muscle contraction, it is not absurd to hypothesize a role for vitamin D in muscle function. Indeed, a 2013 systematic review found that the blood concentration of 25-hydroxyvitamin D is associated with muscle strength. Since vitamin D deficiency is not uncommon, it is also not absurd to hypothesize that vitamin D supplementation may help performance. No doubt you have noticed the outbreak of brand marketing campaigns regularly plugging vitamin D products for athlete recovery and or performance. So, the important question is, does vitamin D increase your performance or recovery? What do the systematic reviews say? Before digging into that, please note that this summary is about exercise performance and or recovery, not disease risk, prevention or treatment. If you want to go deep on the effects of vitamin D on general health, please check out www.examine.com forward slash supplements forward slash vitamin dash D. The adequate requirement for dietary intake of vitamin D is unknown, but the adequate intake for adults based on population averages is 15 micrograms per day about 600 international units per day, for vitamin D in the form of ergocalciferol, vitamin D2, and colocalciferol, vitamin D3. Vitamin D is generally safe to consume, but there is a tolerable upper level of intake of 100 micrograms per day, equivalent to about 4,000 international units per day. In postmenopausal women, daily vitamin D supplementation without daily exercise does not improve functional performance, but can induce small increases in hand grip strength, a biomarker of whole body muscle strength. However, this effect is most pronounced in women over 60 years of age, in women who do not take calcium supplements, and in women with vitamin D deficiency. In older adults, aged 50 or more, daily vitamin D supplementation without daily exercise does not improve muscle strength, functional performance, or lean body maths. But in older adults, 
daily vitamin D supplementation combined with regular strength training may improve muscle strength beyond strength training alone. But more high-quality studies are needed in this area. In younger adults, from about 18 to 50 years of age, the effects of daily vitamin D supplementation on muscle strength are trivial and there are no effects on muscle mass or muscle power. But greater benefits are seen in younger adults with vitamin D deficiency. Again, more high-quality studies are needed in this area. In adults of all ages, daily vitamin D supplementation has a moderate effect size on preventing the rise in blood creatine kinase levels after exercise-induced muscle damage. But it does not prevent the impairment in muscle strength following exercise-induced muscle damage. Once again, higher quality, randomised controlled trials are required to tackle this topic. In athletes, daily vitamin D supplementation combined with regular training does not improve performance. Some data shows beneficial effects on lower limb but not upper limb muscle strength and some data shows beneficial effects on athletes who train indoors. But between study variability and study designs is large and more high quality studies are needed, especially those examining athletes with and without vitamin D deficiency and in athletes located in different geographical latitudes and climates and therefore with different UV exposure. If you choose to use vitamin D, a reasonable dose is around 15 micrograms or 600 international units of cholecalciferol vitamin D3 every day. This is equivalent to about 30 minutes of sun exposure each day. Sometimes the amount of vitamin D is expressed in micrograms or international units. One microgram of vitamin D is equal to 40 international units. Therefore, a reasonable daily dose of 15 micrograms per, per day is equal to about 600 international units per day. And the tolerable upper intake level of 100 micrograms per day is equal to 4,000 international units per day. Taking more doesn't necessarily mean a bigger effect. And dietary supplements like vitamin D are intended as a supplement to, not a replacement for, real food. To conclude, the current evidence suggests that taking vitamin D is highly unlikely to boost your performance if you have healthy vitamin D levels. If you have a vitamin D deficiency and or are of older age and combining supplementation with strength training, vitamin D is likely to help increase muscle strength. But this might simply be restoring your performance back to the level it would be if you had healthy blood vitamin D levels. If you suspect you have a vitamin D deficiency because of insufficient intake of vitamin D containing foods or a lack of exposure to sunlight, then consult your doctor for a blood test and subsequent supplementation decisions can be made with their advice. Self-diagnosis is never wise and megadosing with supplements is not recommended. As with any supplement, taking more does not equal a bigger effect 
and a dietary supplement is always intended as a supplement to, not a replacement for, real food. Learn how to establish a healthy eating pattern at vo2.com forward slash healthy eating pattern. If you choose to supplement, only choose supplements that have been independently tested. And remember that taking a supplement does not make an athlete. A supplement does not replace training. And there is no such thing as exercise in a pill. Thanks for joining me for another session. I'm passionate about equality in access to free education. If you find value in my free content, please help keep it alive by sharing it on social media and by buying me a beer at buymeacoffee.com forward slash thomas.solomon. For more knowledge, join me at Thomas PJ Solomon on Twitter, follow at VO2 on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to my free email updates at vo2.com forward slash subscribe, and visit vo2.com to check out my other articles, nerd alerts, free training tools, and my train smart framework. I occasionally mention brands and products, but it is important to know that I am not affiliated with, sponsored by, an ambassador for, or receiving advertisement royalties from any brands. I have conducted biomedical research for which I have received research money from publicly funded national research councils and medical charities, and also from private companies including Novo Nordisk Foundation, AstraZeneca, Amelin, AP Muller Foundation and Augustinus Foundation. I have also consulted for Boost Treadmills and Goo Energy on their research and innovation grant applications. These companies had no control over the research design, data analysis or publication outcomes of my work. Any recommendations I make are, and always will be, based on my own views and opinions shaped by the evidence available. My recommendations have never, and will never, be influenced by affiliations, sponsorships, advertisement royalties, etc. The information I provide is not medical advice. Before making any changes to your habits of daily living based on any information I provide, always ensure it is safe for you to do so and consult your doctor if you are unsure.